Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle. It is um, Saturday, March 14th, 2020. And we're living, I'm living in Seattle, which is the USA epicenter, I guess, of the uh, coronavirus. Um, and I just got ridiculed online. For those of you who don't know, I'm somebody who questions the conventional version of reality. And I definitely believe in staying safe and washing my hands and avoiding a lot of contact with other people. Um, but I'm also somebody who doesn't want to get sucked into fear and all of the sensationalistic drama that's online. And I also don't believe in buying lots of toxic chemicals and bleaching and sterilizing everything because I know that I have healthy bacteria that can help me fight bad stuff. And I know that a virus is very different than a bacteria. Um, so to make a long story short, I really admire people who are brave enough to be trailblazers and whistleblowers. And at the same time, I don't think it really matters if conspiracy theories are true or if conventional mainstream stories are true. For instance, does it matter if chemtrails are real or not? If 9-11 was a planned demo done with explosives, or if this current coronavirus was something that was partly made in a lab by humans, either intentionally experimenting to learn something, or intentionally designing a biological terror, terroristic type, you know, a virus to inflict harm on people so that they can make money and gain control and take away civil liberties, etc. And when I say stuff like that, people immediately think that I'm crazy and that I'm paranoid and that I need to put on a tinfoil hat and that that means that I believe that there's UFOs all over the place and there's Sasquatch and that Elvis Presley is still alive and that I believe in all the conspiracy theories, you know, that um, go against the mainstream um, reality. And I'm here to say that I'm one of these people that actually is very level-headed and has common sense. And I don't believe all conspiracy theories. Some of them are completely ridiculous, although I appreciate the, f I support the freedom of people questioning everything. And a lot of people, there's cognitive dissonance. There's people who they're scientists who believe 9-11 was exactly what they told us it was, which boggles my mind because from a physics standpoint, it makes no sense to me. Just coincidentally, pretend like you will entertain the idea that maybe explosives were used to help take the two towers down. And when I say this, I don't, I don't mean that I don't think airplanes really hit the towers. I think airplanes really did hit those towers. I simply think that what took the towers down was explosives. And then there was building three or bu building five, the third tower at 5, 10 p.m. or whatever that went down. So coincidentally, if explosives were used, it would coincidentally look exactly like what we saw, which is quite a coincidence. So it's ridiculous. And then they didn't really investigate. They didn't test for explosives. And that's why they didn't find explosives, in my opinion. But I can't prove this. And it doesn't matter anyway, because a certain amount of people died and were traumatized and had lung damage from the debris. So that's the 9-11 thing. Okay. And then the whole coronavirus thing, does it even matter? Does it matter? 
if 9-11 was a planned demo or not. I just refuse to go along with just believing whatever I'm told by mainstream media or alternative media. Sometimes alternative media says things, and I don't agree with that either. So I believe in questioning everything. And I really admire people who are brave enough to be trailblazers. Like there was, okay, here's a, here's a more concrete example. There was a doctor and this is before they knew that they should wash their hands or people would die. There was a doctor in the, I don't remember what year it was. It might have been 100 years ago or was it the 19, early 1900s. I don't remember when it was, but I forgot his name. But he was the one who, who, who came up with a theory, oh, maybe we need to wash our hands because there was doctors working with cadavers, dead people, and then they went and helped women deliver babies, and there was a really high mortality rate. This is before we knew about bacteria and germs that could kill people um, when surgeons are not washing their hands. And this is before surgeons realized they needed to wash their hands. And everybody laughed at him because there was another hospital where there was a much lower death rate, and that was people that were not working with cadavers and then working with live people, and they had a much lower death rate and lower disease, you know, amounts of disease and bad, you know, bad bacterial things going on. So he thought, oh, maybe if we wash our hands, that will lessen um, the, the illness and death happening. And he was right. But guess what? He was laughed at and ridiculed. And all of the doctors said, you're crazy. How dare you question? We know exactly how to do things. This is the way we've always done it. We don't need to wash our hands, blah, blah, blah. And he was laughed at and ostracized and made fun of and told he was crazy and wrong. And guess what? He was right. But the sad thing is it took like 50 years or 70 years or some huge amount of time before the medical system finally realized, oh, that guy was right. Because coincidentally, when we started washing our hands, the illness and death went way, way, way down. So then they realized that guy was right. So he was what I call a trailblazer. But remember how uncomfortable it is to be somebody who comes up with an idea. And it's true. Sometimes people come up with new ideas that are completely wrong, and they are wrong. But I don't think that people that have new ideas should be laughed at. I think that their ideas should be tested out. Just like the people that I follow online that talk about eating low carb, and there's all this news media about low carb being um, dangerous and controversial. Um, there's a lot of people that are diabetic that end up getting off their medications when they follow a low carb diet, when they eat um, more fat and protein, healthy fats and proteins and way low on the sugar and the carbs. And when I say carbs, I mean eliminating bread and rice and pasta and wheat and refined grains and only eating like nuts and uh, vegetables, even cutting down on fruit, which is high in sugar. So just eating meat and, and vegetables uh, and nuts and avocado and sauerkraut and seaweed and stuff like that. And there's a lot, there's many, many doctors who get ostracized and made fun of and ridiculed and criticized um, and tried to be shut down, just like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, they're trying to um, ruin his campaign 
So anybody that's a trailblazer that's innovative and questions the norm gets made fun of, gets told they're crazy, they're wrong, they're unelectable. So this is like one of my things that really bothers me about, you know, because I'm one of those people that cheers on the trailblazers and the whistleblowers, people brave enough to question the conventional reality. I'm with those people. Um, and some mainstream things I go along with, but I won't use hand sanitizer unless somebody makes me. I use hot soap and re uh, just regular soap and water. I'm washing my hands constantly. I'm also staying away from people. I'm trying to be careful, but I'm also not naive enough to think that I believe everything that's said about this virus in terms of how it occurred. I'm not sure if it really came from the meat market in China and Wuhan, China, blah, blah, blah. There's coincidentally a lab there. So this might have actually been genetically bioengineered by humans in a lab, whether it was intentionally done to cause harm or accidentally leaked out and there was a mistake made and then it spread. Who knows? But then at the same time, does it even matter? Does it matter? All that matters is what we can do to try to keep ourselves safe and try to survive this. And I live in Seattle where a lot of businesses are closing and thankfully I'm an art model and people are still hiring us art models as virtual models that are sending photos in to a lot of the schools um, and some of the private groups that canceled are still paying us models anyway if it's in their budget just to help support us. And I'm tremendously grateful for that. So I'm going to figure out how to survive financially. But what I'm saying in this podcast right now is that I'm somebody who questions reality and I entertain the idea of some so-called conspiracy theories and I also realize that some so-called mainstream conventional explanations really don't make sense but most people go along with them and some mainstream stories do make sense you know I don't believe in all of the Kennedy assassination conspiracies but I don't really know what happened with that but my point of this podcast is just to say you know what people the herd mentality tends to make fun of anyone who questions, you know, the artists, the innovative thinkers, the, the, the revolutionary scientists who come up with new ideas. People like Einstein. When Einstein was a little kid, his teachers thought he wasn't very bright, and they were wrong, you know? And that the hand-washing doctor that came up with the idea that we could wash our hands and be safer as, as doctors, he was right, but at the time, everyone thought he was crazy and made fun of him and ostracized him. So I'm here to say, hey, please, people, don't just make fun of people that question reality. That's just not very smart. It's like it's it's very abusive and dismissive and invalidates. There are people that have new ideas and some of these people are correct in their new ideas. And some of my ideas, I think, are correct. And sometimes I'm wrong. And I'm willing to admit if I find out I'm wrong about something, sometimes I'm right. Sometimes trailblazers and whistleblowers are completely right. And people who make, make fun of them are wrong. And they're just afraid to entertain the idea that's different because they're just sheep that go along and they have this herd mentality and they just conform. I mean, look at Nazi Germany. Look at the Holocaust. How many Germans were brave enough to say, hey, I'm not going to go along with this? Whereas, sadly, most Germans went along with it. Most Germans in Nazi Germany, maybe because they were afraid for their own safety 
and they didn't want to get killed by a Nazi, so they went along with what the Nazis told them they had to do to the Jewish people and to the gypsies and to anyone they ostracized. So think about Nazi Germany and think about how the herd mentality, how most Germans went along with that out of fear for their own safety. So how many people go along with things just to protect themselves and the status quo? I mean, I've done it. I've been in social uh, situations where somebody said a joke that I was offended by and I just pre I pretended that I thought it was funny and I laughed when really I wanted to say, hey, I don't think that's funny. So I admire people and I'm one of those people at my best that stands up for truth and justice and is a truth seeker. And people make fun of me. People just made fun of me because I questioned the coronavirus and the lady labeled me as somebody who thinks like you, implying that I was stupid and paranoid and wrong. And that's just, that's just horrible. That's abusive. That's like peer pressure in high school, kids thinking that everybody has to dress the same. It's marching to the meat grinder, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Um, one of my favorite movies is Pink Floyd, The Wall. So I admire people and I'm level headed. I'm not paranoid and delusional. You know, I'm not perfect. Some of the theories I have might be wrong, but they might actually be partly right. So I don't think that going around and using toxic chemicals and sterilizing everything is, is the answer to this virus. I believe mostly in keeping my hands clean and staying away from people, uh, but also in boosting my immune system with ashwagandha and turkey tail and vitamin D and vitamin C and eating really healthy foods and avoiding sugar and junk. And I think that's pretty much common sense. And Bernie Sanders' ideas to me are very common sense. They're not radical. And not enough Americans question capitalism. I believe in a hybridization of the economy, kind of like an electric car, part gas, part electric, um, kind of like... The economy could be part capitalism, part democratic socialism. Democratic socialism makes capitalism more democratic because the kind of unregulated capitalism we have in the United States is not democratic. When rich people can boss around everyone else, then the middle class and poor and low income and unemployed have a lack of power. And the wealthy corporations and private individuals have a lot of power. And the government is supposed to work for we the people in the United States, but the government actually works for the corporations. And in other words, the government does whatever the corporations want them to do to help the corporations. And then I have friends who actually believe that that's good for the economy and it helps all of us, but really it mostly just helps the wealthy. Uh, me and my friends are not wealthy, so it doesn't really help people that are not wealthy. So I just, I believe in democratic socialism mixed in with capitalism. And that doesn't mean I'm a communist and I believe in extreme um, the kind of socialism that is harmful to people and keeps everybody in poverty. I don't know what that kind of socialism is called, but it's not democratic socialism. In other words, where people get to vote and have a say in what they want. So if a policy is really bad and oppressive in democratic socialism, you can vote it out. Like universal health care, everybody benefits, whether they're rich or poor. So it equalizes when you have better social services in a social democracy like Norway, I've been to Norway and it does work better there. So um, I'm just here to say that thanks, thanks to the trailblazers and the whistleblowers, we have made new things. And, and you know, like people like Tesla and Einstein um, 
and different amazing artists like uh, Leonardo da Vinci and and Picasso and Frida Kahlo and you know innovative people that come up with new ideas you know instead of just laughing and ridiculing these people you might want to realize that just conforming to the majority might not be the smartest thing and and sometimes people with new ideas are right and sometimes they're wrong but I think that creative open-minded thinking should be encouraged and not discouraged that's my main message is don't discourage people from questioning the norm you know John Lennon he was famous for questioning the conventions of reality and his song Imagine is full of lyrics that resonate with me and tie right into what I'm saying and Yoko Ono, I follow her on Twitter, and I love a lot of the things that she says. She's a free, open-minded thinker who questions everything and encourages people to focus on love and doing something to help the world instead of bitching about all the problems. So I do believe in questioning everything, and I support people in questioning reality. And um, I guess it's really uncomfortable. There's cognitive dissonance and people are afraid to believe anything different than the convention. And a lot of people think because something is mainstream that it must be true. But that's not necessarily true. Like, you know, the the sugar industry and the tobacco industry wanted to convince people that sugar and tobacco is not dangerous. And yet it is. They just want to make money. So sometimes people just want to make money and then they lie. There are many lies and propaganda spread about different things about food, about um, events, news events. So there is propaganda. And then people rebel against people who don't like the current president of the United States, rebel against him by indulging in tons of news, thinking they're going to stay informed, not realizing that they are getting sucked into propaganda and being brainwashed. So some things really are brainwashing you. Uh, and I know some people think I sound paranoid. So I believe in staying awake and alert and questioning everything. And some some conventional things are totally true and normal, and I go along with it, but some are not. So I'm here to say being a person who questions conventional reality is a good thing. And that doesn't mean that I'm paranoid and crazy, and it doesn't mean that other people like me who question the conventional way of seeing reality that doesn't mean we're crazy and paranoid. And it also doesn't mean that we're always right either. We're not always right and we're not always wrong. So I, I hate all the stereotypes, I guess. I, I can't stand it when people stereotype. Um, if you believe any conspiracy theory, then that means that you believe in all. I don't believe all conspiracy theories. I think some of them have good points to make and some of them seem not true. And maybe based on some kind of weird fear, you know, and paranoia and delusion but at the same time, some mainstream stories seem ridiculous to me, like 9-11. They didn't investigate that. There's many holes in that story. Uh, not to say that part of it isn't true and exactly what they told us it was, but I think aspects of it are not true. That's my opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion. And I don't like being ostracized and made fun of and rejected and belittled and it gaslighted and invalidated. So that's my point is... To anyone out there who just goes along with the conventional way of seeing, you might want to question your idea of reality, and you might want to entertain the thought that some people that have different ideas might actually be right. Like that doctor who finally, after 50 years, and he died, finally people, the medical system realized that guy was right. We need to wash our hands. He was right. Just like people used to think the earth was flat, 
and then they realized the earth was round. Those people were laughed at and made fun of. The people that said, hey, the earth isn't flat, we think it's round. And everyone laughed at them. They were wrong. The people that finally realized the earth was round and first came up with that idea, and the Wright, the Wright brothers, nobody thought that people could fly and they kept trying and they figured it out. So these are these are all people that tried new ideas. So I love people who try new ideas. So if you're one of those people, hey, I bow to you. I clap my hands to you. Thank you for having the guts because it's uncomfortable as humans. We are tribal. So when you come up with a new idea and people reject you and make fun of you and say you're crazy, it is very, very uncomfortable and painful to feel rejected and abandoned by other people. It's awful. It feels terrible. And I question, you know, I, it, it, when people invalidate me, I go, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're right. And then I get all insecure. And then I realize, wait a minute. Then I got to listen to Tom Petty. I won't back down. He stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. So, which I know is a corny thing to say, but I love Tom Petty's music and a lot of his lyrics really cheer me up. So validate me. So, um, Stand your ground. You know, if you really believe something and you think it's going to help humanity, then just stick with it and try to ignore people who belittle you and make fun of you. And if you're somebody who makes fun of anyone who has a different idea, you might want to look at yourself in the mirror and question whether that's really a smart way to be or not. That's my opinion. Thanks for listening. Everybody stay safe. Um, I may or may not fly to Florida on Wednesday. I might postpone my trip. I was going to go visit my dad for 10 days on Wednesday in Florida. Um, so I'm going to call the airlines and see what's possible for me. I'd rather just go, but I don't want to be naive, but I don't want to be caught up in fear and I want to be safe and I don't want to endanger anyone else by traveling as well. And my dad is 76, although he's really healthy and he's not afraid and he's being careful too. But, um, I don't believe in being overly afraid of this, but I also don't believe in thinking it's no big deal. I believe in being very cautious. And in Seattle, they're closing the schools for six weeks. The zoo is closed. The library is closed. It's very strange here. It's like six weeks of an, at least a month to six weeks of things being closed and everybody freaking out and going to the grocery store and stocking up on everything. Thankfully, I have everything I need. I don't need to go to the grocery store uh, I have tons of food and supplies and, and toilet paper and I have bleach and I have um, lots of cat food for my cat. So everybody stay safe and healthy. Bye for now. This is Shannon Kringen in Seattle. My website is shannonkringen.com if you want to see my artwork, photos and blogs and music and all kinds of interesting things I've created and I... Love to be a free thinker and come up with new ideas. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hi, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle. Um, this whole virus thing is bringing out a lot of emotions in people, including me. Uh, I personally think that I might be a bit autistic for many reasons, too hard to explain. Uh, I have a blunt, honest way of talking about death and life. And part of me is like a very kind, compassionate, empathetic person. I love animals. I love plants. I love nature. Um, but I tend to talk th about things in an honest way. And this one lady online was saying that she loves me, but she might need to unfollow me because one of her... Um, 
relatives in her family, her daughter is basically ill and she's really worried about her daughter and she's, you know, isolated herself to protect her daughter. And that's fine. I understand that. But she's like, I might have to unfollow you for my mental health. And I've had a few people say things like this to me off and on over the years. So maybe I need to accept the fact, you know, some people tell me, don't apologize for yourself, Shannon, because a lot of times when I say things, I say that I'm sorry because my point of view upsets a lot of people. And then I feel like, wait a minute, I'm rejecting myself. I need to to accept the fact that a lot of people don't like me and don't understand me. And I don't like a lot of people and I don't understand a lot of people. The whole herd mentality is ridiculous. About the virus, I canceled a flight. I was going to go visit my dad for 10 days. And my dad and I both agreed that it was probably better for me to cancel uh, my dad and I are both healthy and have good good uh, immune systems, although we both realize, too, that we don't know enough about this virus to know if it could make my dad and I both extremely ill or die, um, but probably not. My dad and I are probably two of the people that wouldn't get wouldn't die from this, but might get a bit sick or might hardly have any symptoms at all, but both my dad and I care about other people. <clears throat> not just ourselves. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, part of why I canceled my flight to Florida to visit my dad was so that my dad and I can both protect other people from being exposed to us by not doing a lot of social activity. And for me to not fly from Seattle to Florida. Um, so obviously, my dad and I made this decision for ourselves and to protect other people that could be exposed to us as well as us protecting ourselves from being exposed to others. So it's for those reasons. I went out to dinner with two friends of mine last night who were not super duper scared about this virus. They believe in washing their hands and staying distant from people, but not avoiding all social activity as if this thing is the plague. Because the thing is, humans need to build immunity to this. And I'm not saying that people should just act like there's no danger and touch everything and be really social and be close to other people. I think people should be very careful. And I am washing my hands. I, you know, before this thing happened, really, I did not wash my hands very often because I believe in good bacteria. And I believe in working with nature and not using harsh chemicals and sterilizing everything. I think it's really not smart to use lots of harsh chemicals and sterilize everything. Not only does it harm your skin and dry it out and make it likely that you're going to have cracked skin, which would make it easy for a virus to get into your skin if you have sore, irritated, cracked skin, that's not going to protect you from a virus. Washing with regular soap and water is what I believe in doing. You know, if people want to use chemicals, that's fine. I have used hand sanitizer a few times when I was forced to by organizations where I was out in public, but I've been using just regular soap and water and scrubbing my hands for a good 30 seconds before I rinse off. And then I'm also avoiding touching, like I'm not touching doorknobs and I'm um, you know, I'm using a paper towel to touch a doorknob and then I throw the paper towel away, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm intentionally avoiding being close to other people. Even when I walk down the street, I'm not like breathing really close to other people and standing next to them. So I am taking precautions. 
But I also think that humans need to build their immunity. So maybe we need to be exposed to this just a little bit, but don't overexpose yourself. There are some people saying that some of the healthy people that have gotten deathly ill or died from this and everybody was surprised, it could be because those people are um, overexposed to too much amount of this virus, which overwhelmed their body and then their lungs couldn't take it and, and their lungs had a bad reaction and they had that horrible respiratory reaction which made them die or get really, really ill and almost die. Uh, and and hopefully they're still recovering, but maybe they have scars in their lungs. So that's a really, really, really frightening uh, reality. Um, but the answer, I think, is not to 100% isolate and try to sterilize everything. Um, maybe the answer is to be a little bit exposed. You know, keep everything clean, but don't avoid 100% interaction. Don't actually literally stay in your house 24-7 by yourself. I'm occasionally going for a walk outside and I live in a very quiet neighborhood where there's not that many people out there. And when I see somebody, I sometimes will cross the street and walk on the other side of the street to distance myself, knowing that there is the virus floating out there. And so we probably all are being a little bit exposed to this virus, whether we know it or not. But I think that's maybe the way to build immunity. And I worked actually with medical students yesterday at a clinic that is still open and very cautiously running its program uh, to help patients, but also to, um, it's a medical school where I work as a, um, I pretend to be a patient for medical students and I acted out role play yesterday with a few other people and maybe there was about 20 of us there and we were all washing our hands and keeping our distance from each other but we were definitely around each other and people were wiping down their phone their smartphones with disinfectant and so we were doing a lot of careful things but we were also not afraid to be around each other and one of the doctors there was saying that he thinks that if we over isolate ourselves that's not going to help us uh, build immunity to this but being a little bit exposed to this, but mostly avoiding exposure is probably the safest way. In addition to eating really healthy food, getting enough sleep, doing all of the healthy things that you can do. The scary part of the United States is that there are a lot of Americans that are very um, immune compromised and very unhealthy. And part of that is the luck of the draw. But part of that is poor nutrition, poor lifestyle choices. And not that anybody deserves to die, but if somebody eats unhealthy food, doesn't exercise, doesn't take care of themselves, smokes and drinks, their immune system is not going to be very strong, and they're more likely to die from this. And that is a choice that we all make. We all choose, are we going to smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol and eat really bad like junk food and sugar? which weakens us and it makes us more likely to die from a virus? Or are we going to take care of ourselves? So I feel like if somebody doesn't take care of themselves and they're exposed to this virus and they die, that is partly their own choice, that they chose not to take care of themselves. Who am I to say? And I know that that offends a lot of people for me to say that because that's a little too honest for some people. 
So how do I how do I get along in the world knowing that my blunt honesty and that's why I think I'm a, that's actually a classic autistic trait. I know in the movie about Temple Grandin, she talked about somebody said how she you know somebody said how are you Temple at a dinner party, and she's like, oh pretty good. I'm learning how they slaughter cattle. You know like she blunt she blurted blurted out something about slaughtering cattle or that she was studying you know slaughterhouse practices and coming up with a better technique for them to slaughter cattle in a more humane way <laughs> and of course the people at the dinner party were offended and did not want her to talk about that so they're like oh that's nice and they just kind of walked away from her so it's kind of like I don't do that I don't go to, I don't even go to parties I'm not very social in that way but and I don't blurt out like things quite that bluntly I'm not like socially oblivious to how offensive that is <clears throat> but I do realize that my honest posts about this virus, I've also said honest things about what I think about nutrition and what I think about the sugar and carbohydrate industry. And a lot of people have gotten mad at me and offended by me. And there's people with eating disorders that have been triggered by me when I talk about nutrition and fitness. So there are people who just don't like me, and I understand that. And I'm thinking, okay, am I supposed to just be nice and polite and fake so that more people will like me? But then that's not real. If I'm my real authentic self, I guess that's a lot of people's fear. If you're really your natural authentic self, that nobody will like you. Nobody will love you. Everybody will abandon you. I guess that is my fear. If I'm my full, real Shannon self, then nobody will like me. That might actually be the case. I mean, I think in some ways I'm a good person, but I think I'm also kind of, like I said before, I'm too honest and blunt. And not that this should all be about me. This post is like, maybe sounds kind of narcissistic. Um, maybe I am a narcissist. I don't know. Uh, I'm certainly not the kind that the current president of the United States is. I'm not super mean spirited and abusive, um, but I am pretty honest and blunt. So I know that some people will die from this virus, some people will get extremely ill from this virus, some people will have no symptoms at all, and some people will have mild to moderate illness that will hopefully go away. And I wonder how much lung damage people will receive from this. So it, it is scary to hear about the complication of getting scar tissue in your lungs from this. So I think that this is not something to mess around with. So what is my point? My point is, is that I'm finding it very challenging. I want to be an honest person. I want to be authentic and honest. But of course, I don't want to go around and offend everybody with my social media posts or with my current, you know, like me, I'm recording my voice right now, this podcast that I do. A lot of people are offended by me. And honestly, a lot of people, you know, there's not that many people that actually listen to my radio show and my podcasts. And I think it's just because I'm kind of a weird person. I'm a strange person. Um, I model for artists and that's partly a good job for me because I don't have to talk to people. And when I work with medical students, they give me a script and I talk and I'm, I'm good at saying hello and goodbye and thank you and being polite. Um, but I, I guess I'm just having a hard time right now with, you know, um, my work has changed to mostly online, and so I'm going to figure that out. Uh, I'm going to find new ways to make a living. Things in Seattle are closed for like at least the next six weeks in terms of uh, art schools. And one of the medical schools where I work is is 
temporarily closed or online only, and one is still open. Um, so I'm still okay. I'm an okay position financially. I have safe housing. I'm very fortunate and very lucky. I've also worked very hard to get to where I am. I've done a lot of really smart things in order to protect myself because I have the ability to. I know some people don't have the ability to protect themselves uh, financially. I don't have, I have a really cheap lifestyle. I'm low income. I have no kids. I'm single. I have a boyfriend, but I don't live with him. So it's just me and my cat and my houseplants. So my life is kind of simple in that way. And I'm glad I have a car. So I'm lucky I have a car, although I worked hard to get my car and I paid for it. And I work really hard as a model. Um, I deal with depression and anxiety. I might be autistic. I'm very um, sensitive and overwhelmed by things. And yet I'm blunt and honest. And I offend people when I'm too honest about things. My political views, my views on nutrition, my views on mainstream culture and how toxic it is. A lot of people have told me I should leave America. I don't belong in the United States, which is probably true. I've looked into migrating and moving to Europe. I've been to many countries in Europe, and I love it there. I'm more of a democratic socialist. I don't really belong here. So um, thanks for listening. I just wanted to say sending love to everyone. Um, this brings out the emotions in people. There's a lot of fear and stress. This um, virus is a very scary thing. It's unpredictable. I think people are being overly afraid. I, I'm listening to Deepak Chopra. He has these healing meditations online. I believe in using common sense, washing your hands, avoiding interacting with people as much as you can. But I also believe that we need to build our immunity to this virus and I'm not about to go to the clinic and get tested or take a vaccine or, you know, wait for them to come up with a vaccine. Uh, I don't get the flu vaccine. I was vaccinated as a child. I've gotten some vaccinations as an adult. When I went to Mexico, I had to get some vaccinations. I'm not a totally anti-vaccination person, but I'm also not a get every vaccination there is kind of a person. I don't think it's the vaccination that people wonder about the safety of. I think it's the preservatives in the vaccination that is the question about whether that's safe or not and that the preservatives that have mercury in them or whatever it's called that could mess up your uh, immune system. Ironically, ironically, some people say that if you get the current flu vaccination, it could weaken your immune system because of the preservative that's made from a derivative of mercury in the vaccination, which could ironically make you more vulnerable to the current virus that we don't really have immunity to. So watch out on that, you know, eat in ways that boost your immune system, which is to take vitamin D and get enough sunlight and get enough sleep and hydrate yourself and, and drink. I have unsweetened electrolyte powder that I put in my water. I squeeze lemon juice and salt into my water. Um, I'm getting a lot of sleep and I'm exercising every day, which is that I go for a, wa a walk outside in my neighborhood, out in the fresh air. I avoid people. If I see a lot of people on my walk, I go down a different street. I am avoiding people. I am being careful. I had dinner with two friends last night in a restaurant and everyone in the restaurant was being careful and, you know, being a little farther away from each other, but we all felt safe eating in the restaurant. And I'm thinking again, that humans do need to expose themselves a little bit to this to build some immunity, but only a little bit. Because um, again, I just read something about 
people that have compromised immune systems could die from this and they need to really stay away and isolate or go to the hospital or whatever. But there's healthy people that are getting really ill from this and it's maybe because they were exposed to too much of it. So maybe the answer is to be exposed to just a little bit but mostly isolate yourself. And maybe that is how humans are going to, because eventually this thing is going to spread around the entire planet. And we need to also remember that there's lots of fungus and bacteria and different viruses all over the place. And our skin is filled. Our skin isn't sterile. Our skin is full of little microbes. So there's microbes everywhere. And so I feel, I feel like we need to learn to work with nature to some extent so stay away from viruses and keep things clean, but at the same time, don't over-sterilize. So this is a difficult time that we're in right now emotionally. There's a lot of financial challenges people are going through. There's a lot of anger and a lot of fear and a lot of confusion. So I'm not going to Florida, and that's probably the most um, responsible thing to do. And I am sad about it, missing my dad and not going on my vacation, blah, blah, blah. But I'm lucky that I'm healthy and I'm alive, and so I know that I sound selfish when I complain about my little tiny problems because it's true. I don't have, you know, I'm stressed out about my income tax, actually. i got to do my income tax. I'm low income, and but I owe taxes because I did a bunch of 1099 work, so I need to figure out my deductions. So I'm stressed out about my taxes, but I'm doing fine, and I'm lucky, and I'm grateful. And maybe I should help those less fortunate than me, but I also need to make sure that I'm okay. So I feel guilty and ashamed that I'm not out there helping everyone else, and I'm focusing on myself. So, But feeling guilt, feeling for me to feel guilty and worry that I'm a narcissist and I'm selfish, that's not really helping other people. So... Um, I need to help other people if I can, but if I'm in a state of anxiety and fear and depression and I can't go out there and help other people, then I need to just say, sorry, I can take good care of my cat and my houseplants and my mom and my dad and my boyfriend and I have a couple friends and I try to say, you know, this podcast I'm doing right now might sound like a narcissistic selfish monologue that's all about Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring, blah, blah, blah. But my intention is that I'm trying to express myself hoping that somebody listening to this gets something out of this. So if anybody's listening, I hope that you're getting something out of this and that it's helping you feel um, something positive or helpful or inspires you to feel safe or inspires you to make choices in your life that you think are good for you. So I hope I can have a positive effect on the world around me with my artwork and my expressions, my social media posts, my blogs, you know, I'm hoping that I can make the world a better place. I also hope I can learn to take better care of myself and love myself because I'm very conflicted and I spend a lot of time worrying about choices I've made past, present, and future. Maybe I need to listen to more Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle and meditation videos and do my artwork and go for nature walks and get a lot of sleep, and eat really healthy food. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good day. My website, shannonkringen.com. Uh, stay safe. Don't over-sterilize, but don't under-sterilize. I would say I'm beyond duality on this as well. I, I like the idea of capitalism with democratic socialism mixed in. I like the idea of 
keeping yourself clean and isolating yourself during this virus, but exposing yourself a little bit so that you can hopefully build immunity and build your immune system. So beyond duality, I guess, is my philosophy about a lot of things in life. You know, my, my financial philosophy, my political philosophy, my nutrition, I think probably being some kind of omnivore is the healthiest way to eat instead of being a total vegan, vegetarian, or a total carnivore. Uh, some people have food allergies and they need to eat in some extreme way. Me personally, I don't have food allergies other than I quit wheat and my thyroid got better. So I think for me, not eating wheat is very healthy. So, but I'm an omnivore. I eat fruit, vegetables, nuts, meat, cheese, yogurt, half and half, coffee, tea, uh, sauerkraut, seaweed. These are some of my favorite foods. I don't eat a lot of sugar. I eat unsweetened chocolate. Um, so I think being an omnivore is, is healthiest thing for me personally. I can't speak for everyone. Okay. Thanks for listening. Beyond duality, stay safe. Um, if you want to see my photos or poetry or music or blog posts, just go to shannonkringa.com or Google Goddess Kring Shannon Kringa and you can see all kinds of stuff that I've created and I share freely online. Uh, and I work as an art model. So if you know somebody who needs an art model in the Seattle area or needs a virtual model online, hey, let me know because I am available on Skype for modeling um, okay, thanks for listening. Bye.